The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Before we begin this interview, I have to assert my bias. I frequently use Airbnbs. Oh, do you? I've never I used one before. I very much like them. I've never used one before. And you know what? This is terrible to admit, but I've actually thought of using one when I go home next time to have my own space. Oh, back home to Ottawa. Yeah. Like, I, I love my family. There's nothing against them. But there are those moments, because I've lived alone for so many years now, that having that freedom would be nice for even a couple of days. Yeah. I would stay with my family for a couple of days, but maybe even if it's for two or three nights, just to have my own space and just do my own thing and, and wake up and not have people asking me questions or wanting to do things, just relax. Just chill. Yeah. I, I also have to admit that I have in past looked up which Airbnbs are available in the city of Edmonton because I was just, I was partially interested to see what Edmonton had to offer and I also thought I mean if you found a, a really nice, maybe a cool downtown apartment or a penthouse suite or something like that, it would be I mean it's more affordable because you're staying in your city but you could you could stay in like a really fancy place and check it out. So, so I have perused Airbnbs near and far, but it also appears the city of Edmonton itself is now taking a look at Airbnbs and other short-term rentals. In terms of new rules, and here to break all these things down for us is Councillor Tim Cartmel for Ward 9. Hi, Hi, Councillor. Hello there, how are you? We are well, thank you for asking. So just tell us what what sparked discussion on short-term rentals with the city. Sorry, what prompted the discussion? Yeah, exactly. Well, I think that it's, it's you know, and I was just listening to your intro, you know, I've stayed in Airbnbs myself, and I think that there's this, you know, somewhat of a romantic notion that someone has a bedroom to rent or someone has uh, some space in their home to, to offer out that, uh, you know, this idea of shared accommodation and connectivity is, is uh, provides people with an opportunity to stay in perhaps a more comfortable setting, that kind of a thing. Uh, where that kind of goes wrong, though, it seems, is where we have uh, absentee homeowners, where we have people that are not staying right in the home that they're renting out. And uh, too often, uh, and, it, and, they, and I think it's a small proportion of the, of the actual rental units that are available, but too often those uh, places are rented out for parties or they're rented out for uh, you know, the bachelor party or the grad party or, or things that, uh, activities that get out of hand and they begin to disturb the neighbors and, uh, and that's where uh, concerns are raised. So would this be some sort of bylaw and what sort of things are you looking at to prevent, you know, th- these party scenarios from happening? Well, I, the report that's been issued that we'll be discussing on Tuesday, is, it speaks to... Uh, uh, at the very least, a registry for and a licensing process for those that would own and offer up uh, accommodation on uh, these uh, platforms such as uh, VRBO or Airbnb. And uh, it begins to allow administration to uh, uh, lay down some rules in terms of uh, what information needs to be provided to guests in these accommodations, uh, make sure that there's contact information for the host, uh, make sure that those that are staying in these homes are aware of, of rules around parking and around noise and around trash and those kinds of things. And uh, I think it also gives us a chance to then monitor some of these properties and the, uh, the licensees that are operating these properties for uh, compliance on those issues. When we take a look at uh, 
providing a license of some kind. Are, are you anticipating uh, any any pushback from those already renting, or do, are you expecting it to be a fairly straightforward process? Apply for your license, it's a hundred dollars or whatever, and then you immediately are back to business as usual with your print with your property rental. Yeah, I, I that's what I'm anticipating. That you know, and I, I I would emphasize that my view on this is that it's a few problematic properties that that really give a lot of them a bad name. I think that in a lot of cases. Uh, most people wouldn't notice that there's a, an Airbnb or a VRBO operating next door uh, in most circumstances. So uh, I think it'll be for a lot of uh, places uh, pretty much business as usual. Pay your license, uh, ensure that you're complying with the rules that are being set out according, to, you know, that gives you that license, uh, and away you go. How would this be monitored? Who would look after this? How would it be? How would you eventually go about implementing or, or, or charging someone with a bylaw offense? Well, so it is within our, as I understand it, to be within the purview of our bylaw officers. So, uh, you know, essentially in a very general way, the same uh, forces, the same people that employ our other bylaws would be uh, asked to ensure compliance on a complaint basis, as I'm, I'm guessing. Uh, and this is something we'll be talking about when we get to the discussion on Tuesday, uh, would be essentially with our bylaw officers to enforce on a complaint basis uh, these changes to our bylaw. Is there concern uh, about these property rentals being being used in the right way, especially if, if per se, someone is, is not is, is absent, essentially. They're not really checking out the property at all and, and maintaining it and just letting it crumble to the wafer as the as the Airbnbers party through it. Well, I, you know, I hesitate to think that somebody would want to do that, that they would want to see their property deteriorate through a lack of maintenance or a lack of care. Uh, but I think it's, it's these one-offs. It's the, the, uh, the, the whole home or the whole building rental that results in uh, that does not have uh, the owner present, uh, but essentially leaves it to the neighborhood to police what's going on in this house. So when activity does get uh, offside and it is disturbing the people around uh, the VRBO or, the, or their property, it's essentially left to the neighbors to make a complaint to bylaw, make a complaint to police, make a complaint to the owner of the property. Uh, and it's and it's essentially they become the head clerk for this for this property in their neighborhood when things go awry. And so, uh, you know, I think that's really where the problem is, is where we have these whole building rentals. Uh, from my perspective, I don't see that we have nearly the potential for problems when it's a bedroom or two in a home where somebody is always present. Councillor, I have a clip to play for you from Karen Chalmers, who represents area hotels, and saying what's needed for residential properties can be lacking and saying increasing use on individual homes could put more strain on city facilities. So I'm going to play it for you, and then you can respond to it after. By definition, if you have different people coming into your home every day, chances are you may be adding more to, you know, road use and sewers and electricity and stuff. It's just, it's, it's a different thing. Would you be concerned about a, a strain on city facilities with this? No, not really. I, you know, I, 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 so if we're talking about, uh, you know, a rather typical single family home, uh, that's got, uh, let's just, for example, say a, a home that's got three bedrooms and a kitchen kind of a thing in it that somebody is renting out. Uh, I don't see that, that, you know, that home being used by somebody on a rental basis for two or three nights really makes a substantial difference to, to that uh, home's impact on the utilities that uh, support it. I don't, I, I don't have that particular concern. Uh, for me, it's more uh, a behavioral thing and a lack of, of 
supervision, I guess, or a lack of of, uh, uh, of owner presence that is really the concern, a behavioral concern. Is there a, an, perhaps an opportunity for Edmonton tourism to be encouraged in, in this mindset where we're encouraging more people to, to come check out all the things the city has to offer in a more home-like environment? Well, that's what what these uh, sharing opportunities do present, you know, in a very positive way. And and as you've said, and, I, and I'm saying the same thing, I've used these kinds of things myself. Uh, I've stayed in bed and breakfast several times. Uh, it does pl- provide that different opportunity uh, and that different kind of, of residential uh, accommodation for people that are visiting the city. Uh, so I think there is a bit of a, a component to that that tourism can can perhaps reinforce that. It should be noted, however, that uh, until a, an accommodation unit has four bedrooms or more, it does not pay into the surcharges and the taxes that support that tourism effort. And so uh, there may be something to be solved there. Councillor, another clip for you to respond to from Karen Chalmers with Edmonton Destination Marketing Hotel saying, forcing property owners to get a business license is a good first step, but more needs to be done to even the so-called playing field. They've got a lot of gaps as far as I'm concerned. One is kind of the commercial operator, and it doesn't really identify who the person is who's really home sharing. Your thoughts, Councillor? Well, I, again, this is... Uh, there's a, 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 Pardon me. There's a distinction to be made between the whole home rental, I think, and that one or two bedrooms uh, that's being offered by someone that's remaining in the building. I think when you're looking at a whole home rental or a whole building rental, you are now straying into what amounts to a commercial operation in a residential neighborhood. And I, and I, I do have concerns with that on top of the others that I've mentioned. Uh, you know, is that appropriate? Or is essentially operating... Um, what you might call almost a, a hotel or motel kind of an operation when you have an entire building dedicated to a commercial enterprise. Uh, is that not straying too far away from what was originally intended to be a residential neighborhood, a residential zone, uh, you know, a, a residential uh, uh, structure? Councillor, do you have any concerns about the pricing when it comes to these rental units, these short-term rental units, based on on where people are and and how much they're charging per night, is there any way the city can get involved in that to regulate it? Well, I don't I don't see regulating that per se. I you know uh, I'd rather let market forces dictate what uh, what the value of that might be. I think where the concern is that. Uh, that short-term rentals, you know, if you, if you have a rental property, uh, the short-term rental environment could be much more lucrative than a longer-term rental. And so we might see, uh, you know, some migration of our of our rental stock, if you will, going to the short-term rental side of things. And that might uh, begin to limit people's opportunities for longer-term rentals. I, I think there might be a concern from a rate perspective that way. But I don't see I don't see that city regulating that kind of a thing. So in closing, Councillor, in your ideal world, what do you hope to come out of next week's discussions? Well, I think this is a first good step. You know, the the concept of making sure that people that are operating these things uh, and are providing them are licensed, that uh, that leads to a bit of a, a feedback loop and a compliance loop. Uh, it allows us to monitor those that might be operating more of these and not operating them in a, in a way that is uh, respectful of the neighborhoods that they're present in. Uh, and I think that this is a start. I do think that there's going to be a discussion on Tuesday about some of the other gaps that, that we've discussed uh, just now. Uh, and perhaps there may be some further work before these bylaw changes are made. But I, I look forward to the discussion on Tuesday and uh, hope that this is the beginning of trying to uh, 
correct some of the wrongs that uh, this industry has, uh, has provided to some of the neighborhoods that I represent. Ward 9 City Councilor Tim Cartmel, always a pleasure chatting with you and thanks for taking the time. Thank you very much. Appreciate the offer.